0: said it because of his wet blanket energy. (laughs) Unhinged. That's actually unhinged. Hello, and welcome to She's All Batch. I am Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy that you're
1: here. Exactly. So come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Woo. Happy anniversary, Stephanie. Happy anniversary to you, Jackie.
0: October 28th was our two-year anniversary of the podcast. Two years ago, we launched
1: this baby. Kind of crazy. And like a few weeks before that was when you, I think you had first called me and then... I like drove, I had never met you in person, drove to your house on Long Island and we recorded the first episode to get, because I was like, we have to meet in person if we're going to like really do this. So yeah. we met in person for the first time and recorded the first episode, I remember, in like the upstairs of your house, which is a very good room for recording that you still record in to this day. Yeah. I'm in that room right now.
0: And you told me it was a really good room for like acoustics because it has carpet. So much carpet and so much couch. Yeah. So much couch. So yeah, and then we recorded and the rest is history. We have... Such a fun episode for you guys today, but just to kick off the anniversary vibes, we actually want to go back to the very first episode and just react to our intro because it's been a journey. It was October 28th, 2021, and it's just, we sound like little babies. It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. So let's play the clip. But after that, we have so many good creeps. We have updates on Gosgate, Bachelor of Paradise recap, and Kayla Quinn comes on the pod later. And it's honestly one of my favorite interviews. Yeah, she was so sweet. Great. She was so sweet and actually spilled some good tea. Mm -hmm. So buckle up for this episode. Let's get into it. Yes. So here is how the very first episode of She's All Batch
1: starts. Oh my God. I'm like, I haven't listened to this in quite a while. I'm like nervous. I'm like, ooh, are we going to be cringy? You, Chris Harrison, come at me.
0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie Parker, aka She's All Batch, and along with me for this podcast journey is fellow Bachelor enthusiast, Miss Jackie Maroney.
1: Um, I actually prefer Bachelor aficionado, but whatever. Oh, I hate it already. No. <laughs> 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 wait, it's, I remember. Wait, that, guys, this was a
0: script, obviously, the obviously, beginning. yeah. <laughs> it was a script. We did write it out, but I remember your line like saying, like, I prefer Bachelor... I don't even know how to say that. Affectionato. I
1: don't... Did I say that I wanted to say that? That's so dumb of me, but it's No, we, like,
0: we toyed around with what you would say. We're like, I don't know why that was necessary.
1: Yeah, well, because it was really tough because I feel like, obviously, with the first episode, we wanted to get across, like, okay, what is this podcast? Who are we? Like, what are we doing here? Like, we needed to kind of intro it, but I feel like we... Recorded a couple ones before that were just yeah. too explainy and like annoying, right. and it's like okay, no one cares. We need to like get to the point. Mm-hmm. So this was I feel like our version of trying to like be quick of like okay, who are we? What are we doing? What is this? Let's get on to the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess we did. F- I guess it turned out fine. But like, whatever. yeah, are you a bachelor affectionato Do you I still guess. feel like you are one? <laughs> We've been on such a journey with this silly little show. um No, I would say I still am. Of course. I mean. Okay. How can I host this podcast if I'm not? True. Afectionado. I don't even think I know what that word means or like what it well, is. Well, that's what I'm saying.
0: Well, obviously you came up with that word. you ha- It's obviously you because I don't even know the word. <laughs> but like same. <laughs> I'm like,
1: if someone said like define affectionado, I'm like, it I don't know. It definitely Someone means who like shows great affection towards something,
0: maybe. is probably like um, an expert or- affectionate yeah so i don't even know how to spell it i don't either (laughs) someone who is very interested in and enthusiastic about a subject so like yeah like Mm. an expert so you are no
1: okay yeah okay
0: okay vocab (laughs) nice little lesson for you guys okay we're literally 52 seconds in so let's get to the rest of the intro i'm so excited to be a part of this me too. So, real quick, how this all came about. So, I've been covering this franchise for well over a decade, and I've listened to pretty much every single Bachelor podcast out there. But I felt like there was something missing in the Bachelor podcast world. You know, there are so many recaps of the show, so many cookie cutter, ABC approved questions, but no podcasts really digging deep into the shadier secrets of Bachelor Nation. And that's where we come in. I still agree with this. I, I mean, I, I'm actually a I'm listening to
1: that. I, no, I'm like, this is brilliant. Because <laughs> it really like, does sum up like what we were there to do and like what the vibe was. And I do think we really have stuck to that vibe yeah. throughout the two course years. of our journey for two years. Yeah. <laughs> like thinking about that sentence and thinking back to like this podcast and where it is now, I'm like, no, that, that's what we do. Right. And I love
0: so many other Bachelor podcasts, but I definitely felt at the time no one was doing what I think that we do now, even if it's just a totally different vibe than other podcasts. Like I think Mm -hmm. our podcast identifies as like millennial and girly and sarcastic. And while there was other podcasts that maybe had like good interviews or good recaps, like they didn't have all those factors that I think we have been able to do. Totally. So yeah, I agree. Okay. Keep going. So whether it's figuring out who's secretly hooking up, which couple is on the outs, or just exposing some pretty shocking production secrets, Jackie and I are going to get to the bottom of it. We've done that. I like, know. So, okay. Wow. Um, w- secretly hooking up. We were the ones to break Anna Redman yes. and Chris Bukowski. Who's on the outs? Did we get in on, a, like, a
1: breakup? Uh, Michelle and Nate. We were ah! calling oh, that shit before God. that was announced. And we were getting, like, hate for it, for, like, wishing against their relationship. And it's like, no, we like them. It's just, sorry, guys, the proof is in the pudding. Where there's smoke, there's fire. We knew. Well, we knew
0: because we had a Bachelor encounter yeah, about exactly. it. and exactly. all we did was read the Bachelor encounter and say, like, oh, man, like... Like, it looks like things are going south, and we got mm-hmm. hate for it, and then, like, two weeks later, they broke up. I know. So I still feel so vindicated on that one. I know. You weren't getting the hate messages, so it's easy to feel that way. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, and then what was the
1: last thing I just said? Um, who's on the outs and... Oh, Pretty Shocking Production Secrets? Hello. Gallup Fingers. That's, that's still, what, like, one of our first ones that I think was really shocking to people, like, how manipulated those scenes were especially like with her talking to liz and she's like no like we literally never spoke like those scenes did not happen
0: i think if anything we've done a very good job at exposing all producer secrets and Mm -hmm. we do so to this day this episode is going to have a lot of producer secrets so stay tuned for that let's keep going with this intro
1: We're also going to be hearing from you guys and asking you to share your personal experiences with people from the show. Have you dated someone from Bachelor Nation? Do you know a former PA? Did you see Tyler C at a bagel store in the East Village? And what did he order? This is the kind of hard-hitting journalism we're here for. Amen. Hold on.
0: Why does it sound like we're in a tunnel?
1: We literally sound like both of our heads are in, like, a bucket. I don't know, but I remember this episode being, like, such a bitch to edit because we both bought the same mic. And for Mm -hmm. some reason, when you try to record together in person with the same mic, it doesn't register. Like, you need two different mics. So then we had to record separately on Mm -hmm. our own computers. And then I had to, like, line them all up and piece it together. I just remember it being, like, such a headache. But... It worked out. What a time. But I love that you're like, this
0: is you trying to explain. We wanted to explain what bachelor encounters would be, but we haven't had any bachelor encounters yet. So it was really hard to explain. But you're like, what did Tyler C. get at the
1: bagel store? (laughs) Well, because I wanted to make it clear that it's like, guys, it doesn't have to be some big scandal, obviously. Like, we love just hearing, like, what was Matt James's snack on the plane? Or, he, like, little things like that. Um, and I think it's funny that, like, the one example of, like, oh, what did Tyler C. order at the bagel store? We still have not found out what he ordered at the bagel store, but we've had so many little mundane things about Tyler C. of, like, what does he smell like? Was he in mm-hmm. the elevator? What was he doing? So I just like that our vision came to life. It really did. Okay. And of course, we're going to be gossiping with some
0: of our favorite Bachelor alums and uncovering all the behind-the-scenes details that they're not showing you on TV. So, bottom line, we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So, join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Wow. Why did that make me? emotional like that was it's so nice that we kept that line I remember guys wait fun fact I wanted to nix that line I wrote that script yeah and I was like that line's cringy I want to take it out and you were like no I like it like keep it keep it and then that ended up being our intro for every single episode that's actually kind of sweet that it ends like that
1: I know That was beautiful. Wow. What a beautiful journey. It wasn't as cringy as you thought it was going to be. No, it wasn't. It's just, it's. I think we've just gotten so much better at like podcasting in general. And so it's just when I hear it, I'm like, oh, we're like two little babies with like our little like professional voices, like reading our Yeah, But I think that's what the first episode needed to be. It Like, what else was it going to be? It had to be kind of more structured like that so people knew what to expect. Totally. So, hope you guys enjoyed our trip down memory lane. If you've been
0: here since the beginning, we love you Mm -hmm. so much. If you just, this is your first episode, you're probably really confused. Hi. Welcome.
1: (laughs) Yes, welcome to the club.
0: Yeah, we just so appreciate you guys being so supportive this whole time. And whether you've just, like, sent a nice message or shared an episode with a friend or... Mm -hmm. Or a patron. Yeah, or member. you've been
1: like a long standing fox in the Facebook group. Cause I feel like I see the same like handful of names always commenting and always writing things. And just know like, I know who you are. I see your name all the time and I love you. Oh, yeah. No, like when I see like Gina, you're a real one. MK, Mm -hmm. you're a real
0: one. Emily, you're a real (laughs) one. Like, I know when it's someone that has been supportive. When you've been supportive this whole time, like, we recognize it. But we also know that there are people that may just be quietly supporting. I do think, like, I said this to Victoria Fuller when we interviewed her, but I'm like, it's like a Yelp review. People don't go on Yelp to say how much they love their sandwich. They go on Yelp to say, like, I asked for no tomatoes and I got tomatoes and this sandwich was disgusting. So sometimes I can get caught up with, like, negativity on, line but it's you guys that reminds me that the good outweighs the bad so much more that it's just nice to hear
1: all right well let's get on with the show yeah all right guys let's creep oh my god i'm
0: nervous Eek. so people are saying that they think that gary turner Spoiled his season of The Golden Bachelor. Now, guys, you know this isn't a spoiler pod, so I'm not going to say anything without warning you. So listen and relax, but I will Mm -hmm. be discussing details and we'll let you know when we're going to share those details if you want to skip forward. Okay, so Jackie has not seen this yet, and I told her to purposely not not look. Because I I don't want you to be... I want your live reaction. Okay. So Gary was interviewed by our girl, Sarah Heron, from Us Weekly. Oh, great. Love her. So in the video clip, Gary is clearly in a hotel room. Maybe. Mm. Actually, may not even be a hotel room. But there's a mirror behind him. And in the mirror, you see a woman sitting on the bed. I know, I'm like fucking, I was so excited when I saw this because I'm like, this is the kind of story I'm here for. This is the kind of story Mm -hmm. She's All Batch was built on. I spoke to Sarah and she said Mm -hmm. when she was interviewing him, she had just assumed it was a producer or like a PA or someone that set up his mic. Because probably Gary didn't know how to like get on the Zoom call, you know, bless his heart. But now that people have pointed it out, people are saying two different people. So I'm going to have, Jackie, you go ahead and click. If you're okay with being spoiled. I mean, I guess, honestly, this picture won't spoil you
1: because... Right, because it's all speculation and it's like, it could be no one. It could be a
0: producer. I think it's clear who it is. So I want you to look at the picture and tell me who it is. Don't, let's give a, we'll give a spoiler warning though. Who do you think that is sitting on the bed behind him? Oh. Wait, guys, we're hmm. going to talk about... Actually, honestly, it's not a spoiler because we don't actually know who it is on the bed, but we're going to speak freely about this now. So feel
1: free to scroll ahead. Who do you think that is? (sighs) I think it's so obvious. Really? I don't think it's so obvious. I think maybe Teresa? No way!
0: (laughs) Okay, so it really isn't a spoiler. I don't think think it's it's it's
1: obvious because I think it's either obviously, Teresa or Leslie. I think it's Leslie. But why? For those of you who can't see this, and maybe we'll put a link somewhere in the Facebook group. So you can you guys can click and see like, it's so blurry. Like all I see here is a woman wearing like a reddish shirt and brown hair. But like the mirror is like, there's different lines in it. Like, it's not like a, a normal mirror. It's, like, clearly, like, decoration on the wall. So, it's, like, the image is very broken up. You can't re- you can't make out a face. Which makes it it's so much hair. better. I love this because it's, like, the puzzle
0: that you have to piece together.
1: I just think, like, the hair looks a little too dark to be Leslie's hair. I think Teresa has darker hair. See, I think... Okay, so fans are
0: commented on the video. One fan said, looks like Leslie. Another fan said, I think it's Leslie, not Teresa. Another fan claimed... It could be Leslie or Faith. A fourth fan said, I see the person, but I can't make it out. Is it Leslie? It seems like people think it's Leslie, but it's also...
1: But are people thinking that because Gary, like, whispered, you're my girl to Leslie, so people are already maybe. thinking, like, he picked her? Maybe. I think it's crazy. I just think the hair looks a little too dark. It looks similar color to like Teresa and Faith's hair because their hair is a little bit darker than Leslie's but also like women dye their hair all the time. Also it's very blurry so I don't know but I also just really don't think Gary would ever pick Faith so I'm like bye. Yeah I think it's
0: Teresa or Leslie but also like how silly do you have to be to do an interview in front of a mirror where your winner is right on the bed. It looks like she's on
1: the bed like on her phone. Or it looks like maybe there's like a little iPad or something or laptop like yeah. propped up in front of her. The
0: lines in the mirror don't help. It makes it a lot harder to see what's going on. But she there's someone yeah. sitting on the bed.
1: But at the same time like I wouldn't put it past someone like Gary to make a mistake like this cuz like you said he probably did have to have someone come and like set up the computer for him, set up the Zoom, do a little mic check. Also, he's the lead of the show, so even if he was um, more tech-savvy than maybe we're giving him credit for, I still think maybe a producer would be involved just to make sure he, like, is prepped, looks good, sounds good, feels good. Yeah. So I don't think this is something he's, like, considering. I know. It's crazy. It's—I'm so here for it.
0: I love this type of shit. Like, the accidental spoiler. Do you remember when Ari went, like, motorcycling— yeah, riding sure. on his motorcycle or something yeah. street bikes and they he had helmets on like covering your face and he went with Becca, when Becca was his choice and he took a photo. Oh. And everyone's like, "Dude, that's obviously Becca." I looked at the photo and I'm like, "That is a girl wearing a helmet. You cannot tell who that right. is." But, you know, the sleuths come out and they try to piece the story together. So, I'm interested to to hear what you guys think about this one.
1: Yeah. No, I'm I'm very taken aback. It's blurry. It could be anyone. It could be it anyone. It really could be anyone. It could be
0: his daughter
1: it's not Seriously. it's probably
0: not but i think but it could be yeah interesting i don't think they'll address this but gary we're on to no. you bro move away from the mirror next time oh <laughs> okay moving on so cat Izzo, we're gonna get to the mm-hmm. bachelor in paradise recap in a little bit once we get into that room but cat yes. has been fully calling out production on twitter not threads she's moved on from threads and Good. basically sharing behind-the-scenes details about how the edit she's getting isn't necessarily true or factual. So mm-hmm. in this one tweet, she writes, So my hair was braided, and I was sitting at the picnic tables during the eye roll of Davia coming in, and then magically appear from another spot with my hair up to say hi to her. Makes sense. I think she means make it make sense. Um, yeah, yeah. I went back and found the clip. So if you go to my Instagram, she's a latch, I actually pieced the whole scene together based on what she said. And she's telling the truth. She has her hair up in like little... Baby Spice ponytail things. Mm -hmm. And then, like, literally two seconds later, Davia shows up. She rolls her eyes, and then she walks towards her, and her hair is in a claw clip, kind of messy. I'm like, you that was not... Yeah, no, I
1: clocked this immediately when I saw this on the show. Yeah, no, it's just... I think the producers are getting kind of sloppy because it's just... or, Or maybe I spend so much time, like editing and like doing production things now because of this podcast. Like maybe I pick up on it more, but it's just like, it's so choppy. I, it always kind of like stands out to me. And even a lot of like, and we'll get into it when we talk about the recap, but a lot of like audio things I've been noticing too, of just like, if you're not seeing their mouth say it, like, I don't believe that maybe it was ever said. And they do that a couple of times in this past episode. Um, but it does really seem like they're trying to give Kat a worse edit. I agree that maybe she behaved very poorly in this episode, but it, it seems like they're trying to amp it up for drama purposes. For sure, because there was another scene that she called out So
0: it's a photo of her on Twitter. She has cake all over her face and Mm -hmm. she's showing the cake that the contestants made for her for her birthday. And she said, I would never waste a perfectly good cake. PSA, I didn't throw my cake in the ocean. The way they edited it was her walking along the beach Mm -hmm. and then they see the cake in the ocean or like on the sand in the ocean. You're supposed to think that she threw it in the ocean. So then she says in the comments, they made two cakes apparently. Someone said, where were you taking the cake? Can we ask? Because we see her walking along the beach with the cake. She said to the interview, like they said to do. So they said to her, Kat, we're going to do your interview now. Bring the cake. So she doesn't think anything of it, was walking along the beach, bringing the cake. And then they made a second cake and threw that one in the ocean. Like someone DM'd me though and said... Is Kat going to get in trouble for this level of exposure? Like, she's been doing this quite a bit. I think she's really fed up with how her edit is looking on the show, but, like, how far is
1: too far? I think probably. I mean, this feels very breach of contract. I don't think she's allowed to, like, say things like that. Like, oh, no, there were two cakes, and they told me to walk in with the cake, and they made a new one. Like, I don't think she's really allowed to say that. Yeah. And I think it's just going to come down to maybe, like, how much attention these tweets get. And if enough people start talking about them, then, yeah, I think she may get a little little letter from production a cease and desist Mm -hmm. if you will i agree but until then i'm here for (gasps) right i'm like but kat keep doing it obviously (laughs) like we want to know all the tea right yeah it's unfortunate and what's kind of crazy to me is like so they knew they were going to paint her in a bad light even when they were filming like it wasn't Like, something where they got all the footage, and then after the fact, they're piecing it together, and they're like, okay, what's the story here? It seems like even when they were in Mexico, they're like, we're going to make Kat look worse than she's being. Right. I mean, it may have been obvious while filming, given
0: everyone on the beach is talking about how she played Brayden. She's hitting a pinata because she's so angry about Tanner going on a date with someone else. Like, they probably could foresee that this was an easy edit to manipulate, Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. She's almost giving them more ammo to work with. Because when people see that she may have thrown her cake in the ocean, no
1: one's batting an eye. It's not like that crazy of a concept. True. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, though, like how much stuff they get that they don't use. Like, remember, actually back to our first episode, Jillian was talking about how she like at one of the rose ceremonies like tripped and fell and obviously that was what made it on the show but they were like no now go back and walk nicely because she's like well if I god forbid one then they would need to like totally change the edit that they're going to use and make me look good so I wonder like how much like good cat stuff do they have just in case like oh, later on sure. they want to like make her look good or whatever it ends up being like how many people do they like trick and get like bad content for but then they don't use it because they're like oh no this person's actually beloved we're gonna make them look nice right no it's funny i want to see that cutting room floor yeah yeah it's interesting i bet there's a lot of people who they have two different edits like
0: depending on how things go depending on how the audience responds to them exactly because every time i post something involving these cat edits i said this last week like everyone goes against what she's saying they're like we don't care This is it. We hate you. And I'm like, dude, like, so ABC probably sees things like that and is like, all right, you want more?
1: We're going to give you more. Ugh, it's sick and twisted. Sick and twisted. All right. Moving on. Okay, we wanna tell you guys about Mosh. Basically, they are amazing protein bars. So whether you guys are like at the gym, on the go, or between meals with your family, Mosh protein bars are a really great snack to just keep your brain and body fit, fueled and feeling good. What's
0: really cool about Mosh protein bars is that they were formulated by some of the top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists and they are made with ingredients that support brain health, like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. And they're only 160 calories, only one gram of sugar, and mosh protein bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. I actually had one this weekend. I woke up, and I wanted to run out with my son, and I didn't want, like, to have to make something, so I grabbed a mosh protein bar on the go, and I loved it. I had the cookies and cream crunch one, and it's protein bar, but also has that crunch. It actually, was really, really good. So yeah, don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel that it needs to succeed. Head to moshlife.com. That's M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E.com slash she's all batch. That'll get you 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack, which includes all six mouthwatering flavors. Again, the cookies and cream crunch one is so bomb. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E.com slash she's all batch. We're gonna take one more second to tell you guys about Lumi whole body deodorant. When I tell you guys I swear by this product, I mean that wholeheartedly. I use Lumi whole body deodorant every single day. I have the toasted coconut solid stick. I use that as my deodorant. And when I tell you I never have BO, I never have BO. It is truly the secret to fixing any type of body odor. I've literally had people come up to me and say like, I don't know what's going on, maybe it's hormones, but I feel like I like feel smelly and I'm a clean person, which is exactly what I went through. I was like, girl, I got you, Lumi. And I have converted so many people to become Lumi customers.
1: And once you are a customer, you will be a customer for life. Totally. So go check them out, guys. We have a special offer for new customers. You can get $5 off your Lumi starter pack with our exclusive code, She's All Batch, at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. And Lumi has proven to keep working for up
0: to 72 hours. So make sure to go to lumideodorant.com, use code, She's All Batch, That's gonna get you $5 off your Lumi starter pack. Go do it now, guys. You'll never smell better. Okay, we told you guys last week we were going to give an update on what Mm -hmm. I have now officially dubbed Gossgate. Obviously, if you guys Mm -hmm. have been keeping up with this story, it's the brand that scammed us. Yes. Let's just do like a little backstory just for the people that may not know what happened here. But basically, we were scammed by a brand. We ran two podcast ads for this brand, and then they told us that they didn't need to pay us for it. Yeah, that's basically
1: just we had a signed contract. and like Pricing could not have been more clear. Contract signed after we do two ads for them and they're like, great job. We love it. Mm-hmm. Then we send the invoice and they're like, oh no, actually we're not going to pay this. Um, <laughs> and the most annoying part is that like they bought a bigger package because they wanted to fully buy out the episode and be fully integrated into the episode. So it's not even something like we can just take the ad out. We'd have to literally remove the entire episode in order to like take this down. So we've just like left it. Cause we don't want to do that to you guys. We obviously want to keep our episodes up there. We're proud of our work, but it's just so annoying because it's now there forever and we can't do anything about it. <laughs> so, originally,
0: we're hearing from the CEO who said she didn't know about the deal, didn't authorize the deal, and someone on her team signed off on this contract without her consent. And that, basically, that means the contract is null and void. And feeling completely powerless and backed into a corner, I was like, okay, I made a video about it. Like, literally the only mm-hmm. form of justice I thought that we could get would be sharing the story. They owe us a good chunk of money. We're not going to disclose how much. It's probably like someone's rent. It's a good chunk of money. However, to sue them, we would need to pay probably double. So, And I think that's another thing they know. They know that it's going to cost us way too much to sue them, that it wouldn't be worth going through all this. So that's why we're not moving forward mm-hmm. with a full-blown lawsuit. What made me decide to post a second video is because it was brought to my attention that this brand was sponsoring an event for another company. And I was like, oh, interesting. You seem to have a lot of money if you're going to sponsor an event. And I I was tagged in the post and I just wrote on the post like, hey, this brand scammed me just a heads up if you you just want to look out. That's it. The other company that they were sponsoring the event for wrote me and they thanked me and they said, we actually saw your video and we brought it up to the other scammer brand. Scammer brand said back to them that we're aware of the issue and we're working to resolve it with them, basically behind the scenes. So they, t- so this other company tells me this and I'm like, that is just simply not true. Factually not like, true. Not <laughs> correct yeah. whatsoever. And it made me feel like that's their way of saving face, so it didn't matter. Like, as long as I Mm -hmm. didn't, either of us didn't come into the story, no one would ever know. This other company would never know. They'd be like, oh, they're working things out. Okay.
1: That makes me feel better. Yeah. But that wasn't true. So I think the other company that they were going to work with either pulled out of the event or the event got canceled or something fell through and they were now no longer are sponsoring this event. And then they posted something to their Instagram and released a statement yes. on the matter. So now that this is affecting them in their business in other ways, right. it seems. So I posted the second video basically to call out that they're, you know, working
0: with other companies and, and lying and saying that they're trying to fix things with us when they're clearly not. Also, they blocked me, which I kind of made me feel like, if you're trying to work things out with me, why would you block right. me? Why wouldn't you just email me? Why wouldn't you just say, hey, we're going to just pay you. Can you guys shut up? Because they're not trying to work things I know. out. They
1: simply are not. But they're like, just waiting for this to like go away. We will
0: go away when we are paid for the work that we are contractually obligated to complete. Like I just don't understand. Yeah. And I feel like the statement they made on their Instagram made them look 10 times worse, in my opinion. So are you blocked? Do they even know, like, your Instagram handle? <laughs> I am not blocked, but I can't comment on anything. Well, no one can, because they turned off comments. They turned off anything. So since I am blocked, I did not see their statement. Some helpful listener in our Facebook group said, hey, Goss posted this, and they shared it in our Facebook group so all of us could see, because I am blocked, mm-hmm. and a lot of other thoughts are
1: blocked, because they just started blocking everyone. <laughs> I guess I'm not blocked, because I can see their statement, although... And I think what was a really terrible cop-out is, so, like, they have comments turned on on a lot of their posts, but I guess I literally can't comment. But it says no comments yet, but this one, this where the statement is, hitting the comment button is literally, like, not an option. Which I think was, like, such a cop-out, and they didn't let, like, people really, like, say anything. But should I read the statement for everyone to hear? Yeah. Okay, so this is what Goss posted to their Instagram. In regards to a business dispute that was made public by the other party, as with any story, there are always two sides. However, we will not be discussing the in-depth details on a social media platform as we do not conduct our business that way. Our last email from the other party stated that their attorneys would be in touch with us so we can settle this contract dispute. In present day, we are still awaiting this email so that we can come to a resolution together. Okay. Cutting you off
0: there, why not say, why did we even need an attorney to begin with? Why not say that? Right. Say, I'm waiting to hear from She's All Batch's attorney because after they completed their work, we're refusing to pay them. Don't say, oh, they said that you'll hear from my attorney and we never heard from the attorney, so we're awaiting it number one. Number two, what CEO who's already stiffed us out of a good chunk of money is also then okay with two independent content creators having to hire an attorney? What CEO wouldn't look and be like, girls, let's just call a spade a spade. There clearly was a mistake on our end. We're not happy with what happened, but we'll finish this contract and let's go our separate ways. I would be totally fine with doing that. But one, she's not saying why we need an attorney. And two, She's okay with us hiring an attorney. You want us to have to pay more just to get paid, for, right. just to get paid for our work. Yeah, can you imagine literally you guys going to work and your boss saying, "I don't have to pay you, sorry," and then you had to hire a, an attorney to argue for why you need to get paid for your time. Like this
1: is just mind boggling to me. So then they say, in regards to the social media smear campaign, we have decided to pause an upcoming event in respect for our partnering companies who have been undeservedly harassed. We are vehemently, I can never say that word, against tearing down businesses in any capacity. And as such, we will not engage with these kinds of communications. We are deeply apologetic to our partners and employees who have been affected by this campaign of cyberbullying and harassment as a result of this private dispute. I I just, I have a huge problem with them calling it like this cyberbullying and harassment thing because... I obviously have been keeping tabs on, like, what our listeners are saying to them. And all they're saying is, like, pay your content creators. Like, there's no – there's nothing – like, I know our listeners and they're not – mean like that. No, and I think it was very strategic
0: to use yes, words like exactly. smear campaign, cyberbullying because someone reading that who may not know the whole story is probably like, "Oh my god, poor goss, let me be on your side." And that's just simply not the case. What I think you're concerned about is the fact that I exposed the real story. You are embarrassed by your behavior, but you could have fixed yeah. that by just not behaving that way. Like totally. it's not cyberbullying to tell the truth. And again, The only reason why I made the video is because I felt like I had no other option. I either was going to get screwed over out of what the money Mm -hmm. I was owed or nothing. Right. Yeah, we're against tearing down businesses in any capacity. We didn't tear you down, though. We just said what you did. Honestly, if you take that as tearing you down, then you agree that it was shitty behavior. Totally. Right. Don't don't (laughs) you? You agree that it's bad if just by me saying what you did is considered cyberbullying. And I called Jackie when this happened, I was getting a pedicure and I got Mm. the post on Facebook from Haley, thank you Haley for sharing this in the Facebook group. And I was most bothered by her saying that we cyberbullied because that's obviously something that is near and dear to our hearts. It's something that we remind you guys that we do not support. We always talk about the Bachelor edit and how we never condone anyone reaching out and sending hate to any of these contestants on the show. And so for Goss to turn around and say that the videos and the comments are considered bullying and a smear campaign is just like, such a reach, I truly just think it's such a reach. And I'm someone that usually sees both sides of an argument, and I just do not see their side like at all.
1: I mean, I think their side is that they behaved really badly. and just by exposing it, they're like, "Wow, you're bullying us, yeah, I don't please know. don't share this because we look horrible." Right. <laughs> The fact that the audience is outraged just shows what you did is like oh,
0: <laughs> I think no. it's funny that they at they end it with. We ask that none of our followers harass or bully the other party following this statement. Why? Why would Why they? Why would they? <laughs> you think that people are going to hear this story and bully us? Why would anyone with a brain? right think that we were the two innocent content creators who don't have a corporation who don't have any like financial backing and got screwed out of thousands of dollars why do you think people would side with you the corporation why is this a joke i did not get one message about
1: this well because what would they possibly say how dare you want to be paid for your work like how dare you yeah share your side of the story like What else is there? (laughs) We didn't do anything. We will continue to conduct business off social media for the respect
0: of the other party. Oh, thank you. Ourselves and Mm -hmm. our users and our partners. When we hear from the attorneys that we were told to wait for, the attorneys that we have to pay
1: to get our money that you owe us. Okay. So how much in the hole are we gonna be now? Also, they must simply not know how like working with an attorney works. Like attorneys, like it's a slow process. You know what I mean? Like they're not just gonna like automatically like Send something out. Like, it takes time.
0: Well, I think that that comment is their excuse for me saying they told the other company that um, they're working behind the scenes to come to a solution with us, and they sa- that's their excuse. Oh, well, you said right. wait for the attorney. Well, we're still waiting for the yeah. attorney. Right. Like,
1: exactly. We, we, we wouldn't have to wait for the attorney. If you just if paid, just the I right thing. Don't, that's the thing I right. don't fucking get. All of your
0: problems about this would go away if you just paid. If you just were ethical and honored the contract that your company signed that originated right. from your company— you reached out right. to us. Like, we didn't go seeking a brand deal with Goss. You guys came to us. If you don't want me to share
1: a bad story about you, don't act bad. I know that's such a good point too. Like they literally originated, like they reached out to us. We had a call and we discussed our pay structure and we recapped it. Like following, to recap our call, this is what we our pay structure is, blah, 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 blah. They wrote the contract and sent it to us and signed it. It's like, it's not like we like were shady and like wrote some weird contract and like put weird things in it. Like they literally wrote it themselves. And then they're going to say it's not valid. Wild. There was just no ownership at all
0: in their statement. And that part is still so baffling to me. Anyone can see that if the issue is that someone signed a contract that you didn't want signing the contract, what is she, just haphazardly signing contracts? Just doesn't fucking care, doesn't know? No, she obviously thought in her position she was of the level to sign a contract. Mm-hmm. I would go out and bet that she probably has signed other contracts, and you're just using this as an excuse. There's no totally. um, stipulation in the contract that says contract is not valid unless signed by certain people. Like, there's so many things right. that, like, I think you're just using that as an excuse. But, like, right? Totally. Regardless of that, it clearly is an internal business issue. And for you to then still point the fingers at other people and be the victim of
1: cyberbullying and a smear campaign, like, I just cannot wrap my head around it. No, I can't either. And I always like to put myself in other people's shoes and think, like, oh, what would I do in that position? And I just, like, it never would have gotten to this point. Like, if I was a CEO of a company and someone without my knowledge signed a contract and So that now the creators are demanding to be paid. You know what I mean? Like, why would you not be so apologetic and be like, I'm so sorry that we like- Dropped the ball here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we dropped the ball here. They think that we're in the wrong. Like I said in the original video, I think, they made us feel like it was our fault. Like they literally, we were spoken to as if- We should have known that the person who signed the contract. We should have known that she didn't have authority to do so.
1: Yeah, or just was she generally was like trying to poke holes in our pay structure? And it's like, well, first off, it's it's our we're just two girls running a business. It's our business. We can charge whatever we want for whatever we want, and that's it. You know, take it or leave it. That's just like how business works. But also, too, when I explained, look, we discussed multiple different options of different pay structures and what we can offer. This was this price for this. This was this price for this. You literally chose the bigger package with the price very much written in several emails like that's to try to poke holes and and make it seem like we're somehow like inflating our pricing or um trying to scam you when it could not be more clear right like are we, we the scammers offering. is this a joke like it's, well that's what they were trying to make it no seem i know like but like we're on the call and it's just like girl I, I said, this is what, it, what This is why the pricing is wh- this way. You could have done a, a smaller package. That was also discussed. You chose the big one. Sorry. Yeah. like, And we did it. And multiple times. We did the first ep- episode, sent it to them, and they're like, great job. We love it. <laughs> yeah. Then we did the second one. They're like, thank you so much. Love this. And then when, when it was time to be paid, it was like, oh, actually, <laughs> yeah. this is not what we thought. And it's like, what do you mean? Weeks went by. No, I know. <laughs> it is actually crazy. Not only that, she says, great, we'll
0: get this paid this week. They told us that they were going to pay us. And then all of a sudden we get a call from the CEO that like, oh no, we're actually not going to pay you, which I just, I don't understand. Also via email, the CEO said, we'll pay you this lower amount. Like she literally just said like a lower amount that she felt was more fair for what they got. And I'm like, this isn't up for debate. This isn't a negotiation. The work is completed. The contract is signed. This is when you just pay what you owe
1: if you thought the, the amount was too much you that that was a conversation that needed to be had when we were discussing different packages so. so that's that so where
0: we are now though is they made the statement we do have a lawyer that's going to be reaching out mm-hmm. to them and as we stated early on like that costs money but we feel that this is necessary to do so we do have a lawyer that's going to be reaching out to them i think this week and mm-hmm. we'll let you know where we go from here I said this in the Facebook group, but just reiterating it here. I so appreciate you guys being so passionate about coming to our defense, and we love you guys so much for that, but I am okay for all of us to just move on. Um, I don't want anyone to... We don't need to keep going towards them for the money. We're going to have the lawyer who we're going to pay do that now, so please just feel free to just ignore them. If you've downloaded the app and you want to delete it, go ahead but let's just like move on. We will keep you up to date though if we get paid because I think we'll all sell. Yes. We'll have a pizza party if we if for we get sure. paid. <laughs> we'll send everyone a slice. Before we get into the recap room, we need to tell you guys how much we love Honey Love. There is literally nothing worse than suffering with an uncomfortable bra. That's why I opt to use my Honey Love crossover bra. Honey Love has revolutionized the bra game and their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. So it gives the feel of like a comfortable sports bra, but it gives you the perky lift that you want for your boobs so it's like the best of both worlds
1: no it's amazing and so for a limited time only guys you can get honey love on sale um get 20 percent off your entire order with our exclusive link honeylove.com slash she's all batch 20 they have amazing comfortable bras they also have really great bodysuits. I was wearing one this weekend and my friend was like wait where is this from and I was like oh honey love and it's just like such a good when you don't know what to wear Put on a Honey Love bodysuit and a pair of jeans and like sneakers and you're good to go for just about 95% of activities that you might be doing. And do you feel like you have like a little body ody yadi? Oh, of course I have a little body ody yadi. You feel sucked in and, and like sculpted in the right places. It just feels like... Comfortable and pulled in and like snatched. So you want to get your hands on everything Honey Love has
0: to offer. Go to honeylove.com/slash she's all batch two zero. You have to enter in that whole URL: honeylove.com/slash she's all batch two zero.
1: Okay, are you ready? I am so ready. Okay, because we have a lot to discuss about this episode. Uh... All right, hit the music. almost paid. God, where to begin? I guess the beginning is a good place to start, right? Sure, a very good place to start. Um, I do want to talk about this because I was so adamant that my theory about... A girl coming down to save Aaron S. was what was in the cards. Oh, yeah. Your and theory was wrong. was wrong. I know. That's such a bummer. I will say, I, at first thought I was going to be right because they were kind of setting it up. Like, like Sean was saying, you know, oh, send me and Aaron S. a lifeline. And I was like, oh, what do you know? Maybe they are getting sent a lifeline. So, yeah, I don't really know what my conclusion is from this. I'm like, maybe they didn't like that Aaron S. smashed the truth box. And they were like, no, actually, we don't want to save him. I don't know.
0: Or maybe it was honestly Aaron's last-ditch effort to get screen time. He knew he was going home, so he's like, all right, well, if I'm going home. He kind of said that, too, on the episode. If I'm going home, I might as well ruffle feathers on my way out, which Mm -hmm. we appreciate you, Aaron S. Um, Totally. What I thought was weird is, like, the girl that shows up, the mystery woman, is someone we don't even know. It's Sam from Bachelor in Paradise. Canada. A lot of listeners may know her. I heard in our Facebook group, some people were happy to see her. I don't watch Bachelor in Paradise Canada, so I don't know who this girl is. And it seems like the people on the beach, no one really knew who she was. I mean, she was a nice girl, but no one actually knew her. So what was annoying to me is like, it's not like the guys were necessarily into her. They just wanted to stay on TV. So they were trying to get her rose, which I think is lame. When they bring people in like at last minute like this, and it shakes it up that's good for drama but at the same time anyone's trying to get this girl's rose because they want to stay they don't actually care about her
1: yes i totally agree and i actually thought it was like kind of awkward to watch sean try to like fully like hail mary his chances (laughs) with sam when it was just so obvious that she was like not into it and there was like nothing there and like the fact that he's like because she is a little bit older than him and she was kind of saying like look i think you're too young for me. Like your frontal cortex is like literally not developed, which is totally a real thing. I feel like from 25 to 26, 27, you change a lot. And there's a lot of things that, um, like mature in your life in that time. And she was so adamant of just like, dude, no. And he was like, no, but like, I think it's gonna be fine. Like, I think I have my prefrontal cortex. Like, uh, I think it's good. Like I feel something here. And it was just so obvious That he was reaching, and I actually found it, like, weird and uncomfortable to watch. Because I'm like, this is cringy and desperate and embarrassing. Yeah. Sean, it was your time to go. You've had a lot of good time on that beach.
0: Totally. Yeah, I mean, some people said that, like, the other Sam was going to be the one coming back on the beach. Yeah. Which I actually thought that makes a lot of sense. Like, go home, take a poop, and come back. Why do you have to leave just because you had to poop? Like, couldn't they? Is she like in? I think a, she like literally had to get checked into the hospital. So or go. Something. Isn't there a hospital in Mexico? Can't they like? I don't know. I mean, Lacey Mark, she had a funeral to go to and she left, went to the funeral and came back. They flew her back. This girl yeah. has to poop. If they
1: wanted her right, to Right, like, it doesn't back, take that long. Well, I mean, it does. It could take. 11 12 days but she could come back after sure but it's like once you finally do it like if she's going to the hospital to be like induced into pooping then it's gonna come out and then it's done 20 minutes yeah (laughs) quick turnaround back to the beach yeah i mean i guess
0: i still think there's a possibility sam can come back As long as she comes back before there's, like, only solid couples and no one else is coming Mm -hmm. in. Because if she comes back to the beach and it's literally everyone's a couple, that's a shitty situation,
1: too. Or maybe she just didn't want to come back. Like, maybe once she was removed from the situation, she was like, eh, I don't even like Aaron S. that much. Because, like you were saying, like, literally they let a stomach ache come between them. Like, Aaron (laughs) S. could have just, like, left with her. But he chose not to. He wanted to stay. She went. So, like... Maybe she was just like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. I don't need to like reopen this. When I was creeping and prepping for this episode,
0: though, there was some Instagram story that Aaron S. like was with Sam. So I don't really know the extent of it. It seems like they've hung out after the show. So if there is a reunion, which I, I assume there will be, maybe we'll hear about an update on them that'd be cool if they didn't let that shit get between them you know yeah okay so then we get to the rose ceremony and the big mystery is who's gonna go home and it's (laughs) these are my notes (laughs) Olivia gives her rose to John Henry. Mercedes gives her rose to Tyler. He looks surprised. New Sam picks Peter? Question mark. Aaron S goes home? Like five question marks. Will goes home. Sean goes home. So I was surprised that Peter, out of those guys, was the one to stay. Because, like, going back to the beginning episode, the whole episode was about Will. I thought they cared a lot more about him. That they would try to get him to stick around. But I guess he doesn't bring
1: drama anymore. Which is leading me to believe maybe, like, the Peter connection was genuine. Because that was, like, the person I least expected to be kept for story purposes. Like I thought maybe an Aaron S or even Sean, like with how he was really berating Sam for that rose, like it could have been interesting to see that kind of like play out as he like gets a pity rose from her. So the fact that she picked Peter, I'm like, oh, she might actually like, like him. Or out of the four options she had, he was the lesser. The most age appropriate. Yeah. I don't know exactly how old Peter is, but maybe.
0: Yeah, so Peter's the one that's saved... Congrats, Peter. Mm -hmm. You live another day. Um, The next day, it's Kat's birthday. And basically, all she wants for her birthday is Tanner's tongue in her mouth. She like said it in so many different ways. Like all she wants to do is sit on the beach and drink and make out with Tanner. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Rachel gets the date card, not Kat. They could have easily given Mm -hmm. Kat the date card. And Rachel takes Brayden on the date. I feel like I know in real time that they're not together. That's not a spoiler. That's just my
1: opinion. But I love their chemistry. I know. They look like they have so much fun together. And they're, like, so cute and wholesome and just, like, really goofy with one another, Mm -hmm. which I think is, like, a great thing to find. And it's nice to see this side of Rachel because I don't think we've ever seen her be, like, really goofy and playful with any of the people we've seen her date. Who knows? Maybe they are together. I mean, they were sitting next to each other at, what was that? the Like, Charity's finale or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, like you said, because they showed them together, I'm like, oh, There's no way that they're actually together. They're probably not.
0: I thought it was really cute. So, Rachel, when she offered Brayden the date card, she started by pretending that she could offer it to someone else, and she's like, it's been so nice getting to know all of you, and everyone's laughing, mm-hmm. and she gives it to Brayden. And it was everyone in the room knew she was going to give it to Brayden. I was like, wow, they seem like more of a solid couple than any of the other people. Because I feel like she did that because she knew everyone sitting there knew it was going to go to Brayden. But if everyone knows it's going to go to Brayden, that means you clearly have a good enough connection that everyone's aware of it. I just thought that was very telling because I don't think there's anyone else on the beach that everyone's, like, on board with their relationship. Like, everyone knows Brayden's off limits now.
1: Totally. And it's kind of weird that they weren't, like, together from the get-go because it seemed like their chemistry was so obvious to everyone else on the beach even before they got together and they were just friends, which I think, like, Rachel, how did you not see this coming? Yeah. I loved seeing this side of Rachel. She acknowledges that
0: Brayden, like, brings out this more playful side. They turn each other into human pinatas and paint each other. And she said, I feel so comfortable with Brayden now that he's put paint in my crevices. And that's really how you
1: solidify your foundation in a relationship. For sure. I did think it was weird, though, when she... And to be fair, I did not see her mouth say this, so I don't know. But she said that, like, this was the most romantic date in her bachelor career. And it's just like, girl you were the lead of the show and you got engaged when you were the lead and on clayton season she made it like all the way to the end and was like heartbroken crying and you're saying this date painting and rolling around with brayden is the most romantic date out of all of the even the ones that you went on with your literal fiance yeah i thought that was kind of crazy but to be fair we didn't see her mouth say it this was right like happening while they were like cutting to shots of her and Brayden, like, rolling around, so Good call. who knows the context? But I'm just like, if she didn't say that, that's not even really something that's, like, pushing drama forward, so it's like, why are you faking these sentences then? Unless she really said it. But maybe, right. maybe
0: they were, like, in her interview, like, Rachel, what was, like, your most romantic date in Bachelor history? And she's like, oh, like, that one with Tino, that was my most romantic date. And then they just take, like, that was my most romantic yeah. date, and then, like, put it over the video footage of them painting each other's ass cracks. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. really romantic romantic there was tons of sexual chemistry but I wouldn't say it was like really romantic I would agree but I honestly I like them more than any other couple on that beach I'm rooting for them the most honestly I know I know but the only thing that's stressing me out is that and I only know this because of the like trailer that guy from Rachel's season that she sent home that that everyone really liked the guy that she did the um zero gravity date with that she sent home night oh, like the first date he yeah. comes and I think there's a scene of them kissing so I'm like so he's interesting that guy still has to come I don't even remember his name but that guy still has to come I don't either and they're making out which means she's wow I remember was his name Jordan or something why am I leaning Wait, towards I Jordan I think it S. is Jordan but how do I what do I Google Rachel
1: original jordan yeah maybe because i remember being really shocked when she sent him home on that date and i really thought there was something really strong between them so that could be like a a door she needs to reopen for sure jordan v is
0: his name ah so close Um, And they had the um, Nick and Vanessa date, because that was the Mm -hmm. date that Nick and Vanessa famously went on on Nick's season. So there was—everyone always felt like he was the one that should have stuck around. I mean, I guess he's not the one that got away because she said goodbye to him. But they hit it off so much on that date that I was so confused why he was sent home. Same. So, I mean, that just is in the back of my mind that I think that this guy is going to come in and potentially ruin things between Rachel and Brayden. Yeah, Moving on from that date, it's Kat's birthday, like I said, and she wants to have a darty, which is mm-hmm. an outtime time daytime party that involves alcohol. Because once again, it's her birthday and she's only 27 once. But to
1: be fair, you're only every age once. So so true. So, like, I don't really know if that I know, and 27 like, is so, like, a not-milestone birthday. Right. It's, it could not be more uneventful to turn from 26 to 27. Right. So my girl Davia
0: shows up looking gorgeous. She pulls Tanner and only Tanner, which I just wonder. Mm -hmm. I should ask her. I don't know if she'll be able to tell me. But, like, were you told to pull Tanner? Because there's tons of guys on the beach. And it seems to go out. Like, they want Kat to spiral. Like, again, I feel like they kind of set her up because they know she has the personality to kind of bring Mm -hmm. the drama.
1: Yeah, I think they either told her, pick Tanner if you want. Because also, like, I don't really remember... Davia from Zach season so I think they were either just like look you want screen time and you want to like be remembered like pull Tanner you'll automatically have a storyline or they knew maybe that she was like really interested in him from the get-go but that's just like what's frustrating to me is that like these moves are becoming so obvious that like I knew Davia was gonna come in and immediately pull Tanner like before it even happened and I just wish they would like sometimes leave things up to fate and chance and, like, yeah. organically happen because it's just so orchestrated. It's, like, getting annoying. I What did you think, though, about, like, Tanner not talking to Kat before? Because I do oh actually think he was, like, really in the wrong here. Wait, I'm so confused by this. So Kat says that Tanner didn't pull her
0: aside, and that may be true, but I saw a scene that Tanner pulls her aside. But that's after he already said he was going to go. Wait, so he says yes to Davia and then gets up and says, can I talk to Kat? Yes. Oh, okay. So Because the whole time I'm like, wait, he did talk to you. What are you talking about? But the issue is that he already agreed to the date. But he is like mm-hmm. an individual. And if he wanted to go on the date, he doesn't actually need permission.
1: Yeah, I guess it's just like, and that's all true. But like, if he cared at all about... A relationship with Kat. I just think like that's maybe something he wouldn't do on her birthday, knowing that she was really like looking forward to spending the day with him. And it's like if he doesn't care about pursuing something with Kat and he's really into Davia, like that's fine. But Mm -hmm. for some reason I just don't think that's gonna be the case when he comes back. And I, I do think it was kind of like not a great move. Yeah. Well, this whole time I thought he did do
0: that. So I clearly missed that. He tells Kat that he wants to go on a date with Davia
2: for clarity.
1: Yeah. Which is fair. Like, I'm really torn on this. Because it's like, he has every right to explore. Kat had her opportunity to, like, be with Brayden and then kind of got a chance to test the waters with other people. And that is the point of this. And it's like, if you come to the beach and you're immediately booed up with someone and then you don't have the opportunity to explore other connections, like... That's not really fair. Like, he should be able to explore to be able to, like, know for sure that he wants to be with Kat.
2: Yeah.
0: And everyone's saying this is karma for Kat, but I don't, I just, I've said this on other recaps. Like, this Mm -hmm. is the show. Going on a date with someone else isn't a crazy concept. If you want to just date one person, then just meet someone and go on a date. Don't go on a bachelor in paradise where there's multiple people. (laughs) The whole point of this is to explore and find someone for you. So I just don't get, I don't think what Kat did to Braden was wrong. And I don't think what Tanner did was all that wrong
1: yeah but if i was cat and it was literally yeah, birthday, my birthday sure. yeah, yeah, yeah and the guy that i really liked decided to totally ditch me and go on a date with someone else and then when he came back i would be really unhappy with that and maybe like question pursuing things further because oh, i yeah. just am like oh if i want to be like married to this person i kind of get what cat's saying of like no but like my person should always pick me no i get and that. the fact that like on her birthday he didn't I don't know. No, I, I agree. I agree. I agree that she
0: may not want to pursue things with him any longer.
1: Yeah, but he had every right to do what he but did. But he had every yeah, right to what do what he saying. did,
0: you know? So um, the truth box is back. It's becoming very, like, formulaic. Like, every single episode's the same yeah. way. At night, they do some type of thing to stir up the drama. Instead of drama just happening. It's right. becoming really
1: weird. It is really weird. And I was thinking about the whole truth box thing, because Wells now was just kind of like... Almost seeming like annoyed that Aaron S like threw the truth box on the ground and started reading all of the truths, so that like production had less control of the narrative. So now I'm like, oh, I thought they liked Aaron S stirring the pot, and maybe they were gonna save him, but now they clearly didn't save him. I'm like, oh, did they maybe not like Aaron S doing that because then they lost control of the narrative? No, no. I think they could still appreciate what
0: Aaron did without having to save him, though. They could just be like, dude, you've run your course. The totem pole of, like, recognizable faces on the beach. Yeah. You're not someone that's super recognizable. So you you did your job. I think they were probably. He was there for a purpose. Yeah, he was there for a purpose. And I think they could still feel that way without saving him. In the truth box, we learn that Jess isn't maybe necessarily as into Blake. (laughs) Mind-boggling. Um, they said, is it true Blake is your number one? And Jess like reluctantly says yes. And Blake's face is like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm Blake Moynes.
1: Yeah, but I thought they were on the same page that they were like, I, I, I was always getting more of like a friendly friendship vibe from them. And they both kind of were like coupled up because, you know, they liked each other and they got along. And I think they were both kind of waiting for someone better to come along. So I thought Blake was on that same page with Jess. And I thought they both had an understanding. But the fact that he was so upset it's questionable to me. It's weird. I
0: guess, but like, couldn't you be like, girl, can you just pretend while we're standing, we're sitting in a group of True. people? Just say, yeah. And then like, talk to me privately and say like, hey, we're on the same page that we don't like each other all that much, right? You know, I just feel like if they're open and being, ca- I just, again, I don't understand if you guys don't really feel it that much with each other, what are you doing? They would rather Because they stay, need to stay on the that's show, That's what I'm though. saying. Like, that's
1: why like the, the way the show works- Really lends itself to that. It's like, okay, if you want the most amount of screen time, find someone who you tolerate enough and just like you've <laughs> giving them each other's roses back and forth yeah. so that you can stay on the show. And God forbid you actually want to explore another connection. You risk leaving the show and so the show is just like not conducive for people actually doing what it's supposed to be there to do Mm -hmm. it like you're incentivized to do the wrong things that's why i think we
0: shouldn't villainize people when they do the wrong things because like that's kind of what it's set up for yeah so it seems like blake and jess are on the outs they don't officially break things off in this episode so i'm like guys like you guys should probably just break up but we don't see them break up but in the promo Mm -hmm. for next week it looks like jess goes for tyler Kat goes yeah. for John Henry, and Charity shows up to give Eliza thoughts on Aaron B, and it's in ma- like, the promo seems like she has something negative to say, but I don't remember, like, what did Aaron B do that was
1: negative for Charity? Like, I don't... Nothing. He came, remember he came back at one point yeah. when they were in Thailand? I mean, Aaron B was definitely involved in some drama, remember? But I don't even know, like, what it was about, and it was, like, very manufactured so it's like i think it's fine and like have eliza and Aaron b even had a date no so because like last week rachel
0: said that there's the strongest couple on the beach and i feel like they're trying to like make us think that but if you want us to think that like show us because like right now charity sitting with eliza and giving thoughts about Aaron b i was like okay so like i don't i'm not that invested because i don't actually know this yeah. couple because
1: you haven't shown right. me anything so no i know i mean i'm pumped for next week What about you totally no me too i think i'm really excited to see how some of this drama stirs up and especially like the cat and john henry stuff i think will be really interesting so things are ramping up it's getting better guys all right let's get out of this room because we have to talk
0: with kayla quinn and she was such a doll you guys are gonna love this interview definitely stick around for the whole thing it's it's a really juicy one All right, guys. We have Kayla Quinn here. You know her from Ben Higgins season of The Bachelor and also Bachelor in Paradise. Kayla, new mom, Kayla. Thank you for coming on She's All Batch.
2: Thank you guys for having me. I am so excited to be here. I haven't done a podcast in forever, but I love the show and I still watch The Golden Bachelor. So it feels like a part of a big family.
1: Yeah. How have you been liking Golden Bachelor? We've been obsessed with it. I am in love with him and all of these women. I just feel like they
2: are so wise that I mm-hmm. learned about love through them, and it just gives me so much hope that no matter what happens to, like you know, my parents or anything like that, that you know, you can find love again. Yeah. Totally, it's been so no. I love it. I watch. think it
0: sends such a great message, and I think ABC is going to learn that the fact that that's taking off, that's telling us something, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see what comes after this
2: season too. Me too. I feel like it's very pure. Like when the back started, so it's totally, I love it.
0: So it was, it was a while ago that you were on the show. How did you end up on the show? Did you um, audition for Ben? Like what was your situation with
2: getting on the show? So it's been almost seven years, which is crazy. 2016. And when I went on the show, I actually went to a casting call in Cleveland, Ohio. I had gone through a breakup a couple months before, and I wanted to put myself back out there. And I thought, you know what, what a great way to get my confidence back and, uh, by just doing an audition for fun. So I waited in line at the hard rock casino in Cleveland with 500 other women. I was in a little dress. Everyone else was in like jeans and a t-shirt and I could tell the other girls were giving me side eye. They were like, why is she in a dress? And I was like, you know what? I want to be the best version of myself. Um, (laughs) and I went in and it went really well. Did you walk away with like what is it like the red paper or the fold what are, like the Manila envelope or something Yeah it's like a Manila envelope okay. yeah I did. they uh, she uh the casting director um at the time she I think her name is Lacey she spotted me or, or it was Davida. Um, she spotted me in the lineup, pulled me out of the line, and said, "You're next." Put me in one of the special rooms. There were like three different interview audition rooms, and she was telling me that two of the rooms have fake cameras, like they're not really, like they're not really recording those people for auditions. And there's oh. only one where they um are taking people who they're serious about because. Wait. They- so, so they don't just send them home. Instead, they just still waste their time and and audition them. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, it's like American Idol. You have people of all ranges, and if it's not, if they don't think you're a right match, why would they waste their time? I hate to say that. So, I mean, it's casting. I I don't know anything. Yeah. About, I I didn't do it. I I think oh gosh, no, it's not you. It's just no, crazy I that I I thought it was crazy too. But it was like a funny little um, yeah tidbit that she shared with me. And, um, yeah, I did the interview, uh, and after five or six questions they are like, we, will you be available in two weeks? Like we'd love for you to actually be on the show. And I was so stunned and so excited. And I said, of course, like it's a once in a lifetime experience. And for me, I feel like my motto in life is life is too short to wait to fall in love, whether it's Mm -hmm. with another person, a career or yourself. And so I was like, if this is direction that I'm supposed to go in why not say yes
0: and you seemed on the show as someone that like truly was there for the right reasons did you feel that the whole way through or was it starting to get um because now people obviously go on the show for other benefits do you feel like mostly during Ben's season people were trying to
2: actually find their life partner I do I think my whole entire cast of women for the most part probably probably the fi- the final like eight. I think all of us were really genuine in our intentions to find love. And um, I feel really lucky because our season was 2016 was like the last time before Instagram blew up. So I think we all went on with, um, you know, interest in the lead and Ben and, and everyone's stories played out naturally because we were genuine in that pursuit. And so, yeah, I had a really fun time and I, I thought that we had a lot of things that aligned like um you know passions in life, faith and stuff like that and I felt really lucky because I had a really good bachelor cuz all yeah. the ones that came after me it was kind of like a roller coaster for a while. It was. Yeah, no. 2016 was where it's at with the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think that and before like a couple guys before were really for the most part good guys. Yeah.
1: Did they ask you when you were um, being cast for the show, like who you wanted to be the bachelor and was Ben on your list?
2: Yeah, I think it was like between Ben Zorn and Ben Higgins. And I said, Mm -hmm. I would only go if it was Ben Higgins, to be honest, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, you know, you know, your type and I wasn't interested otherwise. So I think that they cast or had like, you know, women waiting for both, whichever one they chose in the end.
0: Oh, so Ben Zorn was the other person they were throwing around. Yes. Yes. That doesn't seem like a clear, uh, a fair fight to me, because I feel like Ben Zorn's great. We've had him on the show, too, and he's gorgeous. But Ben Higgins was so beloved after Caitlin's season that, like, doesn't seem like they were really neck and neck.
2: No, I agree. and But I think they have to have, like, a backup just in case. Like, I think they do it in case the lead goes on a date last minute and meets somebody and doesn't Mm -hmm. you know they still have to film a show so they always have a backup in the wing and I think I was the backup like I was for a little bit considered to be the bachelorette and if Jojo you know for some reason met someone outside the show I think I was just waiting in the wings it's funny
1: we want to get to that (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is so crazy (laughs) I feel like isn't the rumor though that you had like shot promos and stuff as well is that true Yeah, they started
2: filming in my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, and we had a big family reunion. Like I had 40 of my Filipino family over and we were recording like the first episode promo. Um, And it was like kind of a, my big fat Filipino wedding theme, Um, a lot of culture and it was beautiful. And I wish I got the footage because it was a reunion that was really special to me and I'll never get that memory back, but it's okay. I, I have it for myself.
0: Can you ask them for it?
2: I'm sure they have it. No, TV shows in general don't share footage. Oh, wow. um, That they don't air, which is crazy because my girlfriend was on Shark Tank and she got engaged on Shark Tank and they didn't air her episode. And then she never got to have photos or video of her engagement. Wow. And that's probably why her fiance proposed on Shark Tank to have like the footage, I'm sure. Totally. Exactly. And they own a diamond company called The Clear Cut and it, they make, they made my engagement ring. And so it was a very beautiful, sentimental moment. And Shark Tank or ABC never aired it. ABC,
1: what the hell?
0: I know, I know. release the footage.
1: I was <laughs> oh, okay. just like is- sitting there like in a, Like I picture it just like sitting in a box. It's like, just give it to them. What are you going to do with it now? Exactly. It's like
2: in an archive somewhere that Mm -hmm. will never see the light of day. It's crazy.
0: It's interesting that you call yourself a backup because I'm sure you didn't know you were the backup. And I don't think you were the backup until you were. You know what I mean? Like, I think you were the person that they wanted, obviously, until like maybe JoJo's breakup aired and people wanted to see like her redemption story. So how did they come to you then and say like, Hey, it's not actually going to be you after we filmed all this.
2: Um, I remember I I found out when it aired on TV, they made an announcement Um, or I think I've, I mean, sorry, it's been like seven years, but maybe it was like two days before they let me know, but I'm pretty sure I found out the day of, Um, and I think I was, I like cried in the car just alone because I was visiting my parents and I just wanted to have a moment to myself for like 30 minutes. And then I was like, you know what, this is how it's meant to be. And that's okay. And I like a week later moved to New York and I'm so happy I did and started a whole new chapter, which led me to my current husband. And I'm so happy, but um, I think it it all worked out because Jojo and her husband are so cute together. And I can't imagine their love story unfolding any other way. And she's honestly was the best bachelorette, but I mean, is one of the best bachelorettes and I loved her season. So I'm happy it all played out that way.
0: That's a really beautiful way to look I at it. I, yeah. I would love to know a little bit more in terms of, I know that you've spoken about how you tried on dresses that
2: went to JoJo later. Is
0: there anything else that you did in the prepping process that
2: we may not know about? Yeah, they flew me out to LA three times um, while they were choosing a bachelorette. And in those three times, once I met um, the head of ABC, because I, I, they were choosing between us. And then another time I met with the therapist at all the tests, because every, I mean, as you know, they have to do background checks and they always retest you for STDs, which is hilarious, but it's actually good because then you know, whoever you're dating is clean. Um, I'm a mom, as you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. And then the third time it was to try on gowns, get fitted with the stylist and um, practice with the hair and makeup artist, get comfortable. And even when we were filming the reunion episode of my season uh, of Ben Higgins season they had told me then that i was most likely the bachelorette and so they had done my hair and makeup with everyone uh that i would have done this bachelorette season with and they styled my outfit they chose everything and i think i'm a people pleaser because i would have made some tweaks like i like bigger lashes like i would have liked to have felt more of myself but because i was kind of auditioning a little bit to be in the bachelorette role. I was just saying yes to whatever they wanted. Um, so that's a little hindsight 2020, but it, yeah, I did try on the a few of the dresses that Jojo ended up wearing her season. Um, there's like a blue V-neck gown that's um, all sequenced. And that was going to be my limo entrance dress um for all of my oh my guys god it's like Wait, that's such heart. a good that I is such a good
0: this. limo dress they wasn't it wasn't Jojo's limo or like a uh, night one dress
2: right why would that's such a good night one dress I know I loved it I thought it was like very Parisian like deep blue night under yeah. the this- is like romantic deep cut and I I love the decolletage so that's what I would have wanted to highlight and um she looked stunning in it she looked oh my god I and in another life I'll go find that dress and I'll put <laughs> yeah. it on myself um but yeah it was beautiful and I think she wore it like on episode three or four I remember she had like a big breakup and isn't she like crouched over crying or something yeah. Yes, that is the exact gown. That is it. You have a great memory.
0: Dude, (laughs) you don't even know. Like our listeners know whenever we talk about random stuff, I can bring up Ben Higgins season on the drop of a hat because I just feel like I know it so well. Like 2016 really was a great year. So um, I always reference that season on the show. So, yeah, I do specifically remember. Well, I know that wasn't Ben's season, but, you know. JoJo season yeah. after,
1: so how soon after they tell you you're not the Bachelorette are they like calling you to get you on Paradise? Um, probably the next week. They were like, oh, "You trust so crazy." You, <laughs> it's like they are you no
2: time. Are you mourn. kidding me?
0: Like, are I would be like, yeah. "No." Is that why when you came down to Paradise, you were like, "I didn't know if I was going to be here until last minute." Is that why?
2: So I on Paradise, I had said no no, 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 no. Until, um, they were three days into filming for some reason I had a bad day at work. Uh, I had worked in marketing for this startup and I was like, what am I doing at this desk? You know, they have been trying to get me to be on the show for the past month. Like I should just do it. And, and so last minute, I mean, my producer Alon every day, he was like, Kayla, He would call me every single day that they were filming be like, Kayla, I will get you on a flight. No matter what the timing, what the cost, the second you change your mind, I will get you to Mexico. And I was like, okay, um, I'm not interested. And then, yeah, and then it kind of just happened.
0: Oh, my gosh, this is so
2: exciting. So then you come down to paradise and you make such a splash. Were you persuaded to pursue Jared? I Wasn't persuaded to pursue Jared. Like no one was like, Hey, you should really go out with this guy, but there were no other men available by that. By day three, everyone's kind of paired off Mm -hmm. or have someone who they're interested in. He was the only single available guy. And they're like, well, you have to go on a date with somebody who are you going to go with? I mean, I'm not going to steal my girlfriend's men and be like, Oh, you know, like I'm not that kind of girl. I would rather have someone who's interested in me. And so since Jared had already said he was interested in me, I was like, okay, let's go on a date. And, um, and then we, it was a really cool date. We went horseback riding in the ocean. I loved it. We didn't have to wear helmets. It's so Mexico, like, mm-hmm. you know, and just be wild and free. And we had a really fun time, you know, and I thought he was cute. So uh, we had, we shared a kiss. And then an hour later, I, we were back, um, after our date and Ashley showed up and that's when kind of the conflict a- arose. Yeah. From- I always so. wanted
1: to know, cause she had said to you, I think during that conversation that you guys had talked like before paradise and she was she had kind of said like oh I think the only person that Jared might also be interested in is Kayla and you guys had talked before the show and you were like oh I'm not gonna pursue him and then obviously things changed and you were open-minded to it what was that conversation like before you guys went on the show so she was always
2: very kind to me very sweet and we were actual friends and I had Mm -hmm. visited her in LA probably twice or seen her. And she picked me up from the airport. We went to like some flea markets together. We had a real genuine friendship. Oh, okay, wow. And um, She even brought me to her apartment and she was super sweet. I, um, we were hanging out one time and she was like, you know, Kayla, you have to promise me that you will never go on paradise. Or if you do go on paradise, you have to promise me to never, ever, ever date Jared. And I said, yes because I had at the time, like months before I was like, I would never go on paradise. Like I'm so good. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was definitive for me in my heart. And then when I was there, I I think I had a relapse and I feel horrible with how things played out, but I just went on a date with him because I thought it was harmless, Mm -hmm.
1: which like, I don't, I don't think you did anything wrong in that situation. That's the whole point of being on the beach is to you know explore different connections did yeah, you ever I didn't, yeah i didn't go there being like oh i'm going to be really sneaky i want to Yeah exactly someone's feelings
2: like and break their heart watch watch me go against my word i right. never i never had that intention totally jared leaves the show at
0: the end to like follow you in the car like you leave the show because you can't deal with it any longer and he goes and and follows you what happens when you left
2: um what happened when we left is we continue to see each other outside of the show without the pressures of, you know, external voices. And um, it just didn't work out. I think that that's yeah. probably as much as I'll go from there. Sure.
0: <laughs> um, you guys, your love triangle got so much attention though that you were invited on Ellen.
2: Yes. Oh my goodness. Ellen was such a cool experience. She, her team is amazing. And it was kind of like a, a great way for us to get together after and laugh about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, what people don't realize is like, we had a lot of tension sitting on that couch on the Ellen stage. And I just had like so much anxiety the whole time. Cause I didn't know what was going to happen. If, you know, in terms, of, I just knew that Ashley didn't like me and
0: so that was real, like, cause you're saying, oh, it was a good time to laugh together, but you're now also saying that there was tension. So was she, was it like over once you left the show? Like we're not friends anymore. Yeah. I mean,
2: when we were on the show, we were friends. Oh called. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. She called me a backstabbing <laughs> whore, And you know, what? I kind of laugh about that to this day. Um, but yeah, it was genuine tension on the Ellen show. And I remember- I just wish I spoke up more. I think I had a lot of fear coming off of Paradise just because I knew that I had done something wrong as a friend. I I mean, I've talked about this before on other podcasts, but I feel bad. I don't have any sisters. I I'm I didn't grow up with girlfriends. I moved 17 times as a kid for high schools and I didn't make genuine girl friendships till I was in college. And so I didn't know what girl code was. And I do feel like I had broken girl code and I will own up to that. And if there's ever a day where I could apologize to them and her, I would. But that was genuine tension on the Ellen show. And I just remember sitting there thinking like, she's going to pull my hair. Like, we're going to go, we're going to get into a cat fight. Like any second now, she's going to call me some bitch. And you know, like some, I shouldn't like make things worse than they are. But I just remember living in fear constantly when I was around them. And um, I think it's because I really had, lost myself and had made a bad decision and didn't know how to move forward. And when everyone else feels like they're best friends and you're the outsider, I think it's really hard to know the right thing to do when you're more of a quiet personality. So I feel really bad with how I handled things and I wish in another life we could mend it and move forward. But I think the way things are, is the way things are. Yeah. Had I mean, like, actually
1: Jared like mended their, I don't think they were like dating at that time of Ellen, but like they had mended their friendship. Cause like, were you getting the same sort of like animosity from Jared as well? Um,
2: he was, he was, he's, oh, Jared's always been such a kind, nice guy. He is yeah. literally mm-hmm. Joey from Friends. He's the yeah. nice, um, and we met him. He was so sweet. Literally mm-hmm. the sweetest. And I think there was tension, but he always, was kind to me um yeah and and I yeah they were they had mended their friendship and they were always best friends even we were casually seeing each other they would text while we were together and they were texting constantly and you could tell that they you know we're going to be in each other's lives forever and it all worked out
0: right I mean I think it's kind of like the Jojo thing too I mean ultimately it worked out for the best and they're married now and they have a child and you're married and you have a child so i feel like everything worked out the way it was supposed to really you know because yeah. like if they ended up dating that season in paradise like what if it they broke up and then went their separate ways like if you could have been the reason that they ended up together
2: right it could have been, you know, I always say that like we, we, sh- when we're single, we should try every ice cream flavor to determine which one's your favorite. And I think maybe for Jared, he had to, you know, eliminate and get everything out of his system. And I did the same thing in New York. I dated other people and you know, what? it ultimately leads you to what you're looking for. So I think, totally. I think you're right. I think I was part of that story. And and it maybe solidified that she was his person because for some reason. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I have one more bachelor-related question and then we wanna hear about your life today because you have so much exciting things going on. But you got the first date on Ben's season, and your date was with Kevin Hart and who's the other guy? Ice Cube, yeah. Ice Cube. And um it was like kind of a promo for that the movie that they were in. As someone that probably genuinely wanted to go on the date with Ben, did you feel slighted that your date then had two other people that you didn't probably want to be there and also was like a movie promo? Like, what was it from your experience going on that
2: date? I was 24 and very naive, but I was just thrilled and excited that I got the first one-on-one. I was freaking out on the inside. I was like, oh my gosh, wait, this is real. He might like me. Like, I just took it as this is his only decision is who gets to go on the date. And the fact that I got the first one, I felt like the luckiest girl in the world. And um, I thought it was hilarious. We were in a hot tub store with Kevin Hart and he just broke the ice and gave us a really lighthearted first half of the date. And we got to spend some time at our dinner later. So I thought it was great. It was a very unique memory. And I was glad that we could talk the whole time because sometimes you go on these dates and you're skydiving or, um, doing something that's adventurous, which I think is amazing too, but you don't get to talk as much. And so I really liked that. We at least got to know each other a little bit and have a humorous shared memory with these comedians who are hilarious. And, and even if it was ride along too, it was, I I still thought it was great to be a part of something like that. I mean, I mean, what I'm saying is like, even if we were promoting a movie, I'm still glad it was on the date. Sure.
0: Mm -hmm. That's such a, you have such a great outlook on everything. I remember Mm -hmm. thinking like, oh man, I wouldn't want those other people on the date with me. I'd want to be alone with Ben, but that's such a great way to look at it.
2: Well, the only time I ever felt that way was when we were doing group dates. I feel like, you know, you have to suffer through those. And it's always the worst when, I mean, one thing, I mean, the producers never tell you to do anything or like, um, like that. But sometimes they do. One thing I will always remember is whenever there's a helicopter in the sky, there's a girl on a date with Ben in it. And so they'd always be like, look at that helicopter or like, wait, why guys, why don't you look over there? That's the only thing they would ever direct us to do so that they catch it on camera. And sometimes he'd be like kissing somebody else or like, and I would just never look. I'm just, I would look the other way. Why do I have to look smart (laughs) with somebody else? But that's the only thing that we were ever kind of encouraged to do, which is funny. Okay.
0: I, I said one more, but I have one more with your breakup with Ben, you like come out to surprise him. He's like just sitting on a chair thinking and probably doing those shots that you have to do when you're just like thinking about your final three and you decide to surprise him. Yeah. (laughs) Was that orchestrated? Cause like uh, conveniently the person that you plan to send home decides to surprise
2: you on a bench. What's the story behind that? Um, I genuinely wanted to surprise him, but I had, I thought that we were on good terms. So I had no idea. So I had the first of the overnights that week. And so I, or maybe it was over like 10 days. So I hadn't seen him in like five or days or like a week. And so, and I had seen fireworks from my hotel room two other nights. And I was like, okay, well, he's been with these other women. I would like to just refresh his memory and like, you know, do something sweet and show him that life with me is full of surprises. And so I was telling the producers, I was like, yeah, I really would like to surprise him Can I get a jet ski and I will show up to the beach and, you know, we'll have a fun jet ski. I'll just make a date out of it. And they were like, you know what, we don't really have time to do that, but we can, we can get you time with him. We can do that. And so I was like, okay, great. And I'm naive. I was like, I'm going to get extra time. That's awesome. So I get into this black car. That's his key is don't get into the black car. It's it's a trap um, or it's a trick, but I was brought to surprise him. And after that, um, yeah, I think we were both kind of taken aback because I did not see that coming. I didn't know that that would be the direction things would end in, but um, I'm glad I kind of stood up for myself a little bit at the beach. I told him that, you know, when he broke up with me, he said something like, you know, I, it's not you, it's me. And I said, like, that's such a cliche. Like, did you practice that line? And I'm glad that I didn't hold back because that's how I felt. Yeah. You got in the car and then you got back out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got back out and I wanted to have closure and cause you really will not see them again. And you don't have each other's numbers. So if you, and I had real feelings. So I just wanted to say everything I had to say. Did you get closure at the um, uh, either women tell all or not the after the final
0: rose? It was women tell all.
2: Um, I didn't really get closure at the women tell all. I felt, I think, you know, now that I watched the season back, I think he felt awkward around me because he said, I love you to these two other women who are stunning. They're like models. And I think I was, I don't know if he had a series of feelings with me and, but I had genuine feelings and he's such a nice guy that I think he just didn't want me to feel bad. So at the women's hall, all I think I felt like he kind of um, just not ignored me, but just didn't want to have to confront the situation. And that could have been because he was told by the producers not to speak to anybody, but at the time he had recommended a book. Um w- uh, a self-help book and I had read it and I wanted to talk to him about it and just, just show that we're on good terms. I'm totally cool. And, uh, and I didn't get that chance and that was okay. You know, it's been 7 million years, so I'm fine now. And the book was great, but, um, well, Ben, if you're listening, uh, Kayla read the no! book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just, I, I, if he's listening, I'm happy. You're happy. And life is good. You know what? I think he, he's such a genuine person and um, I'm just happy that I got to have that experience with someone who was so kind. Totally. Yeah. We love Ben. He's a friend of the show. So oh, good.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you just had, well, do you have any other bachelor questions? Shanna? No, I was going to ask about life today. I'm yeah, so well You just gave birth six months ago.
2: Yes. Six months ago. To a to beautiful me. baby. Tell us. Thank you. Her name is Teddy, Teddy Marie Varello. And she is just the cutest little squish ball. I love her so much. And I, my favorite parts of the day are when I get to wake up, wake her up in the morning. And she just is now at this phase where she gives me this squeeze hug. And I don't know if she's stretching, but I'm telling myself she's Mm -hmm. hugging me good morning and She's definitely half of Nick and half of me because she has all these serious face moments. And then with me, she's just like giggles like crazy. So oh I love Ash.
1: I love that name, Teddy. It's so cute.
2: Thank you. It's she was named after Teddy Mellencamp. So uh, um, iconic. Great. Yes, exactly. So I just love that name and I love that she was like kind of a tomboy and like carved her own path because I mm-hmm. want I want a strong daughter.
0: Yeah. I love that. Great. What has been um, like, what have you learned in the past six months since becoming a new mom?
2: I have learned how to delegate and I've learned since becoming a mom that I just really need to put my phone aside and be have moments of presence. So those first two hours that I wake her up, and it's just her and i i always have my phone in another room and then usually two hours before bed i just make sure that we do something fun or laugh or just like a do bath time routine um where there's nothing distracting me so i just want her to know that i am always there for her even though my work might distract me sometimes i i want to be a fully present mom that's her. so
0: good. And it, honestly, inspiring to me, because I have a three year old, and I definitely feel the struggle of not looking at your phone for a while to be present in the moment or getting caught up in something, not even realizing
2: you're not even trying to and you get distracted. So I, I totally that's great that you're already learning that. No, it's hard. It's definitely hard and it's not every day, but I think I try and remind myself to do that. Um, and make it a priority, but it's hard. If you have a three-year-old, they're running around. Oh, like yeah. I can imagine when she's running around. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, he's in school. So
0: that, that helps that I could do this when he's in school, but when he wasn't Jackie knows I, we would
1: have to like, we'd be like on phone calls <laughs> and Charlie's really like trying to get her
0: attention. And it's like, yeah. Oh. Or just like doing stuff when he naps, but not knowing how long the nap would be. So I'm sure you're doing that, like, because you're doing, talk to us about the work that you're doing. I know you
2: have a lot going on there and how you're juggling it as a new mom totally i um so i am a lifestyle blogger and i've really leaned into the like to know it app the ltk app and so i share affordable fashion finds under 50 dollars and under 100 dollars. and i've really been leaning into home and interior diy decor and so we're going into the holiday season and it's my favorite time to do christmas and stuff like that and it's it's fun to be creative every day i think when i was born i was meant to be creative and be a sharer so i also love to share those real Uh, like elements of how chaotic the day can be. And I mean, my mission on Instagram has always to make it a more vulnerable place. So it's, I'm not perfect. And I show the everyday of trying to be a good mom, to have a great house, to be a good wife and to be a good friend. And it's always definitely a process, but um, having those fun, creative uh, activities and learning to, you know, have attire that's affordable, but also just makes you feel great is, has been really fun. So I really love my new job or this, this career in social media. And um I think two years ago I moved to Texas from New York. And so in New York, I was sharing more um like ready, like work day to night outfits. And here it's more um casual, but I think moving to Texas has really just been a lot of fun. There's a lot of community here and even though there's not many creators that do what I do here. The ones that are here are really welcoming. So I, I love Austin and highly recommend everyone coming to visit. And if you ever have any questions on where to eat or where to say, let me know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And where is your like to know it page, like through your Instagram? Yeah, you can find it in my link and bio, but it's just my name at, or my maiden name at Kayla Quinn. And yeah, so I do that blogging and I've been sharing a lot of baby things since baby's been here. And it's, I feel like it's so hard. There's so many baby products to find the good ones. And so Mm -hmm. it's, it's great to test it out and give a genuine, honest review. So that's kind of life as it is now. And, and it's exciting to grow our family. We're trying to grow our family. So we just moved last week into this new house and there's three bedrooms for kids. So we'll, Oh. So we're trying. So we're <laughs> trying. We're, we'll see if it happens soon, but yeah, we're trying, and um, it's really exciting to know we're in the house that we'll raise our family in. Oh, that's so cool! And her
0: house looks gorgeous. We got a little mm-hmm. tiny little tour when she was setting up her camera, guys. The house
2: looks stunning, and I'm sure we'll see more on social media. Yes, totally. Please feel free. And I this was such a fun chat, and I'd love to stay in touch. And you guys are both yeah. so genuine, and I appreciate. I'm just being invited back. It's, I feel like a dusty old book, you know, it's been so many years. (laughs) Please. First of all, and also you referring
0: to Lauren and Jojo as like, so stunning and models they are, but so are you and give yourself credit. You are a beautiful girl and you have a beautiful heart. So give yourself credit too. We are so happy to talk to you. And the fact that you're like a fan of golden bachelor, why don't you join us for a recap when we, we do, we do them every week. So we'll be doing it. To, well, uh, tonight, obviously. And, um, all as the season goes on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Why can I speak? I, I would love to, I would love to, because I, I seriously, I'm getting attached to all of them. I don't know who's going to make, cause I, Susan, Susan's yeah. my fave. We love Susan. <laughs> oh, I love Susan. She's so sweet. Um, she got the first one-on-one, right?
1: No. Um, that's
2: Teresa, who
1: I Susan is Christian I think Teresa's going to win. Oh yes,
2: yes, yes. Oh my gosh, Susan, you're right. She's hilarious. I love, I her. love Susan. Really talking about how she's cooking all day with her meatballs. Yes, the meatballs and the chicken the I'm
1: like, oh, it makes it. it for me.
0: Wait, I, I posted a reel and then she shared it and then now she follows me and I'm like, I feel more starstruck that Susan follows me more than <laughs> anyone else.
1: Oh, God, she would be great for the podcast. Hopefully, she comes on. I'll I-, I can't wait for all these women to be out of their contracts so we can have them on. It's been so fun. No, it's been so good. And I
2: appreciate you guys doing all the recaps because I feel like these women should get their moment to like feel like a star. They're they're so beautiful on the inside and out. So it's been fun to watch. Totally. But yeah, no, we'll be in touch. You're definitely welcome to come back and we'll talk golden.
0: I love it. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Kayla, for coming on. This has been so nice. Thank you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. And that is our show, our anniversary episode. We hope you guys appreciate that this is like a really long ass episode. So we hope that the real ones
1: are here and stick around to the end because totally, we love you. Check out our Facebook page. If you are looking for more thoughts to connect with, check out our Patreon. We have a lot of great fun bonus episodes for you there. And also too, these episodes come out a day earlier ad-free on our Patreon. So if you absolutely cannot wait to talk about Paradise stuff, and you're like, I need to listen to this now, go to Patreon and You'll you get can it. do that. Um, and if you're listening
0: on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you're subscribing. If you're listening on Spotify, I think it's like the follow button. Just make sure wherever you're listening, you're doing something on your phone to ensure that these episodes come every week. That honestly does help us. And also if you yeah. have any friends that listen to the show, have them subscribe too. Just like- Totally. Share it. The more we can share this show, we can grow to be bigger, but we do need your help. Give us five stars. Leave a nice review if you want. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Follow us and keep sticking around because the journey has just begun. Wow. You like that? Ooh, yeah. All right. Well, is that it? I think that's it. Goodbye, bitches.